Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. is a production of Dirty Mo Media. There he is. Come on in here, buddy. Have a seat. Hey, everybody. Glad you tuned in. It's time for another episode of the Dale Jr. Download. Mike Davis, Dale and Hart Jr. In the Bojangle Studio. We've got a great guest today. Well, how, how you doing, Red? I'm doing fine right now. This They're is every like, week, okay, bud? <laughs> Buckle in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you died on that hill. Yep. You, your career died on that hill, and you were hard-headed. You're a bigger idiot. I didn't even think about it. No. You thought about it and didn't ask. That it. makes me the bigger idiot. I think so. <laughs> Hey everybody, it's Dale Jr. back again for another episode of the Dale Jr. Download, and this is Wednesday, May 31st, and I'm sitting here with my co-host Mike Davis. Mike, it's great to be back in the studio. It is, man. Um, we have a great guest coming in today, uh, Ryan Blaney. So, long story short, um, Ross has been booked as our guest. We book our guests uh, several days, if not weeks, out, and we've been trying to get Ross here for quite some time, and he was eager to come on the show. He really was. Uh, he had a small uh, issue that he had to cancel. I don't want to get into it, but yeah. (laughs) But yeah, yeah. you certainly leave it up uh, for people to start to wonder though. Well, he's perfectly fine. He's good. But um, it it is not because he ran bad. I just don't want people to think that he ran poorly. So he said, I don't want to do your show because I sucked at the 600. That's right. I can vouch for that. He did not. He did suck, but that's not why he. That's uh, right. (laughs) He canceled the one race where um, Ross. uh, The one race with all the drama and and six hundred miles and all kinds of crap coming home, and Ross was Ross was not involved in any of it. There you go. I was sitting there watching that six hundred, and I'm like, "Come on, Ross, get in the middle of something." So was I. Yeah. Right, dude. (laughs) You're coming on the show. Let's go. I need something to talk about. Twenty second back. You know, it was weird. There, there was a, there was Rex. There was controversy. There was even Amarola pushing Bubba Wallace. Ross was in the middle of none of it, and I don't know how to behave. I don't know what to do with my hands. I don't know what to do about that. Ross is always in the middle of it. Yeah. So, anyways, Ross is fine. He's going to be great. He he's going to reschedule, and um, I had to call a friend. So, the first person I called was Ryan Blaney, and I said, "Hey, man, what you doing?" He's like, "Man, I'm running. I'm going to uh, to to work." And I said, "Okay, competition meeting. I'm sure." He's like, yeah, and we're going to have a, a beer toast or a toast to our win. And I was like, well, look, I need I need about an hour if you give it to me. I'm in, uh, You're the first person I'm called, and I'm just trying to find somebody to come in here and talk to us. And he said, no problem. Didn't even hesitate. Hell of a man. I'm, t- I'm going to tell you, man. I mean, <clears throat> I'm not overstating this. You win a race, everybody's calling you. There's all When you win a race in NASCAR, there's already like the set package of media that's required. Mm-hmm. You got to go on XM. You got to do this, that, and other, right? And so, 
he knows he's going to have a busy week, and then he's got to go to St. Louis. It's a short week. They raced on Monday. So um, that's just really cool. He had every excuse and every reason to say he's too busy, but he was actually excited, said he can't wait, and so Ryan's going to come in here today. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it because there's actually a lot. I mentioned it yesterday's show, but there were some similarities between his drought and things I remember from yours where yep. people started really questioning your talent. Uh, you know, listen, Kyle Petty was vocal about, yeah. um, uh, you know, whether Blaney was, you know, on his way to be yeah. another Casey Kane, which I don't – I think I know what he's trying to get at, but still, Casey Kane's also yeah. one of 75 NASCAR greatest drivers too. So, like, I'm just saying is that, that people started questioning him. You, you were questioned, you know. I remember right. Daryl – Waltrip saying, maybe Dale just needs to go to the truck series. Everybody has a solution for you. Yeah, you Everybody has a solution win. for Ryan yeah. Blaney. And honestly, if the, the way he reacted in his win and, and he got emotional made me think, you know what? He's been going through it. Yeah. He's been going through it, and we're not necessarily aware of it. And we're going to get to ask him that today. All right, so we talked about this yesterday, Mike. Before we get to our uh, guest interview, um, NASCAR announced penalties Yeah, for Chase Elliott. Uh, we, we didn't think it would happen until today. But they got right on top of it. Yeah, they did. Yeah. And yesterday's uh, show, I think we both agreed that it, we, it was going to be a surprise. If they didn't penalize him, they did. They set him out. And um, so, okay, that, that's that. Going into St. Louis, uh, they're going to be uh, needing a, a, a driver to fill in for the nine. And all of the Xfinity drivers are in Portland, so uh, the the driver who's been doing that, Josh Berry, would be on the other side of the country. But a driver that a lot of people were asking to get an opportunity in this car while Chase was coming back from his injuries is Corey LaJoy. And Corey's going to get to drive the nine car this weekend. Um, fascinating. This is uh, This could be – this is the break of a career for a guy like that. This is exactly what Corey was hoping for, an opportunity, even if it's a, a race, right? Um, who's driving Corey's car? Carson Hosevar. Carson Hosevar. So Carson, an incredible break for Carson to be in a, you know, a, a somewhat competitive car as well. Carson has excelled uh, in everything he's drove. I feel like, you know, I saw him this past weekend driving our Xfinity car at Charlotte and doing some really good things with it. So this is a great chance for two young guys. I don't know if uh, Corey's still young, but I'd consider him young. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think uh, for me, this is exciting for fans because I know a lot of people were wanting Corey to get this type of an opportunity. So in a good way, this is a great a great spin. I think that's a positive way for Hendrick and everybody to, to, to spin it, right? And... Um, you know, for Chase, it'll be interesting how he responds. It'll be interesting to see Chase's disposition in future interviews and so forth. He's going to get asked about this, right, uh, at some point. And so I think a lot of people will be paying attention to how Chase responds on and off the track. Um, I think a lot of people will be hoping for Corey to go out there and do great things so that this might be the catalyst for Corey to get um, – more opportunities. Yeah. Uh, at the same time, I you know Spire has been putting themselves in a better situation ever you know this year. They they came into the year making a more making a bigger effort monetarily, spending more money to run more competitively. Think about where this team was five years ago, three years ago, four years ago. I mean, 
they weren't even putting sticker tires on their car all race long. You know, they were just trying to get to the finish line and racing, managing, you know, how to run 30th to 33rd, right, or trying to run 25th to 30th. That's right. Well, they're running much better than that these days. Thanks to Corey. Thanks to Corey, but also thanks to their own efforts, right, to try to be more competitive. What does this do to that plan? Would that That's foreseen or, or, or to, to be – that's to be learned, I guess, down the road. I mean, if they if they can nail down, if Corey ends up launching himself into a better opportunity, I hate to even say better, because I think that Spire thing's oh, getting good. Yeah, but it's better for sure. Yes. to be able to yeah. right. If Corey, if this launches Corey into a better opportunity, what does this mean for Spire in the next, you know, in the, in their five year plan? Um, there's other talented drivers out there that I'm sure they'd be able to. Um, to continue their progress with. Yeah. But yeah, fascinating stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, it feels a little bit like that Jimmy Means situation when he <clears> filled does. in for Tim Richmond. It does. Yeah. yeah. And that was for Hendrick Motorsports yeah. as well. So I, that was the first thing that came to my mind. Let me just read real quick what the report was on, on Chase. Um, you know, this came out from NASCAR yesterday, but they ruled that Elliot intentionally crashed Denny Hamlin on lap 186 of the Coca-Cola 600. Um, they cite section, you know, they cite all the different rules that he violated. But here was the quote from Elton Sawyer: "Drivers need to understand they have to handle that in a completely different way." Um, <laughs> that's the extent of his quote. Uh, hey, they, they didn't go into too deeply detail. Elton on that Sawyer, we 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 kind of called that one. You El- did. Right. Elton Sawyer is a former driver. Knows if anybody in NASCAR in their industry knows what went down, it would be some of the drivers that are that are now employees at NASCAR. So interesting for him to leave leave the comment there. Um, yeah, I, again, I, I'm I'm interested to see where Chase goes from here. I'm I imagine Chase will you know just button it up and and go race and not have much to say about it. Uh, can him and Denny find some common ground? down the road probably not out of the gate probably not in the near future um i wonder where denny is on that on this does he yeah. feel justified uh and we will see uh but it, this weekend everybody's going to have a new storyline and that's Corey lajoy driving a race winning car a car that can go up there and get things done what can he do with it he's i mean think about this you got one shot mm. Um, as far as he knows, this will be his one chance in this car. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I think that a lot of people will be clued in and, and trying to see how, how well he can do yeah. hoping for the best. Hendrick decided they're not, or they at least announced they're not going to appeal it. Um, and so we'll see, if, you know, if they stay with that, I imagine they will. All right. And we'll see Corey LaJoy in the nine, Carson Hosevar in the seven, Chase Elliott at home yeah. for a week. That's right. All right, so um, while we're sitting here jibber-jabbering, we got the World 600 champion out in the hall. Do you think he's going to bring anything with him? Do you think Ryan Blaney will have anything, maybe like a race win diecast, a Lionel diecast for our table? That would be amazing. I think it would. Yeah. You know, I don't know that we have a race win diecast on the table. I, I don't know. I'm looking. Maybe that Ross is, is that, that Ross Chastain, Chastain a race winner? If it's if it's not a race win, it looks like there's confetti all over it. Yeah. Either it's a race win or it's a bad paint scheme. That's right. <laughs> well, whatever it you, is, it looks like it might be a race win. And we need more next gens. We and do. I, yeah. So let's see uh, if we if we don't if we don't get one. I know it's probably probably bad to anticipate free gifts 
But yeah, yeah. If we don't get one, we're gonna put one. We're gonna put an order in. Race win, World Six Hundred race win and diecast. That's right from Lionel. We're gonna get one for this table. I love it. Well, we're lucky that he's here. Um, he's out there in the, in the uh, lobby. So let's go bring him in here. I just want to say, Ally sponsors our guest segments. If there was ever the perfect, perfect connection between an ally coming and sitting at this table, this is it. Yeah. A guy really coming in clutch. That's right. That's what an ally is. And so thank you to Ally for supporting everything we do here at Dirty Mo Media and the Dale Jr. Download. Ryan Blaney is certainly an ally, and he's out there in the, in, in the lobby. Let's bring him in the studio and get started. Dude, that's a ring that'll whoop a little ass. If yeah. you oh need man, to. he got he got to use his left hand to get in his right pocket now. Yeah, I mean, no, can't I get in there with that <laughs> hand. Nope, not with that ring on. I'm not a jewelry guy, so but I figured I ain't either. I'd wear it around. Yeah, I know. ain't either, but Special I'd wear occasions. that. Yeah, dude, you're blinged out. That thing is massive. That look at that huge ring. So, <laughs> did you see? Um, uh, did you see New Garden's ring come apart? No, I yeah, did. I noticed apart. that. Yeah, but he's really? in Victor Lane. It looks nearly similar to yours, and he's yeah. in Victor Lane, and the top come off of it. No way. And he's fidgeting with it, and they went and zoomed in, and he's like, "It's the rings in two pieces." Oh gosh, I don't think this one comes off. Yeah, might be a solid piece. That is a massive ring. Yeah, that's it's, like uh, Super Bowl champion ring. Yeah, it was really cool that Marcus, uh, you know, gave it to me in Victor Lane, and um, you know, I got one for the Roval, and uh, this one's a little bit of a step up <laughs> from the Roval, so. Really cool. Uh, tradition, you know, you don't see rings very often unless they're championship rings. But uh, And a Daytona 500, I think, gives a ring yep. out, right? So uh, really cool that they have that tradition for a, a race like this. I agree. Um, the best, you know, sometimes a race can be important only because of the hardware, the, just like the clock for Martinsville, right? Martinsville might just be another race on the schedule, but the clock makes it more yeah. sought after, right? That's a different, unique trophy that only you win there. It so uh, that's pretty cool. Um, first off, man, I have to say, um, uh, we book our guest days or you know weeks in advance, and Ross was going to come, and he had something come up, so he couldn't make it. And um, <clears throat> he's going to be fine, and I appreciate him letting me know. Um, and I called you, uh, and you're, without hesitation, man, I mean, you're a busiest guy in the sport this week yeah. coming off of this big win, and you were like, no problem. I can be there at this time, and uh, I appreciate you making that work. Yeah, no problem. I was, uh, you know, I was happy to get a text from you this morning uh, asking me to come here. It's been a little bit since I've been here. Last time was with your dad. With my dad, right? Oh. So, yeah, it's uh, it's cool to be back. I appreciate you thinking of me, and uh, yeah, I mean, in, in these circumstances, uh, since Ross couldn't make it, yeah, I was happy to to jump on here. And happy say, I was able to make it work. Yeah, it's it, it it's um. I, t- I told Ross uh, he feels bad, and I was like, "Man, pr- uh, we actually had the winner of the 600 coming in, <laughs> yeah. so we're gonna, you know, we're gonna be great." Yeah, you uh, know, I canceled a lot of stuff to be here today. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just so, kidding. I just want to highlight on, uh, you know, just how good of a guy you are, and out of the gate, you know, people, people think about our um, race car drivers sometimes as, you know, um, rarely do the, do you guys get humanized, right? It's y'all are these 
gladiators. You're out there doing um, uncharacteristic things and, and, and incredible things out on the racetrack, and you have this in, in, immense talent, and your lives look so glamorous, right? Um, but you, you you got great character, man, and I appreciate you coming in oh, strong thanks. for us. So I appreciate that. I think there were a lot of people so happy to see you win, especially after the race. We'll get to the win later, but I wanted to tell you, man, um, when you do win a race, all right, what 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 does your week look like? When I when I raced, there was sort of this box of media that got shoved over yeah. across the table when when you did that. So what's your week look like? Yeah, honestly, it's uh, you know Monday. I think Monday races, uh, some of that stuff gets kind of canceled out, right? Yep. It's it's a little bit different. I think if you do it on Sunday. Uh, with the week being shorter, honestly, there's not a lot. I mean, like today we had our, our team toast at the race shop, which was huge. We do that after every win. We call it a happy hour. And, uh, you know, every member from Team Penske is there, IndyCar, sports car, NASCAR side. And it was a big day because, you know, we were doing the double. You know, the Indy, Indy guys won the 500. And for us to finish the sweep off and win the 600, it was a really cool – Joseph wasn't able to be there. He's in New York. I was going to the media stuff. But – uh, really cool to see all those men and women, you know, work so hard. I mean, you know it here, right? There's so many people involved uh, just to make a car go on the racetrack. And so it was cool for, for me to experience that and to contribute to the sweep. It's hard for me to believe that no one's ever done that. Roger's never accomplished that. It's amazing. Ganassi never accomplished that. So it was cool to be a part of it. But, yeah, really that today, do this, you know, now this afternoon. I call into Sirius tonight, and that's about it. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, I'm sure there could be a couple of media things that pop up, but it's actually a surprisingly relaxed week. If half of the Penske fa- uh, employee base is not hung over today, then you have not done it right. Am I wrong? <laughs> I mean, really, yeah. if all of the, fa- after what they just did this past weekend, even a polished organization, professional organization like Penske Racing, still somebody had to come yeah. in late. Looking at the eyes of everybody in there. That's what we want their eyes. That's the question. You know? What did you do last night? Uh, you know, I, I, I didn't get out of the track until about 1130. So uh-huh. I got home about midnight. Um, and I, yeah, I just had some friends come over. Uh, there was only like eight of us really that, uh, Bubba was there. Byron came out. Uh, so that was cool of him. And, um, we stayed up only for a couple hours, you know, after the race, yeah, it doesn't take many for you to get where you want to go. You know, <laughs> yeah. what, what does that mean? You're you don't dehydrated. Have to, you don't have to drink much to, you're, to get, you're, you're, you're you know, over you're dehydrated. The you got no food in your belly. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you're going uh, right to the alcohol. Yeah, yeah. So okay. it's like I was like six deep, and I'm done. I'm ready to go to bed. You know, <laughs> yeah. just so dehydrated, especially after that race. Yeah. Uh, so we only stayed up till till about two and, and went to bed. And then I was up at seven a.m. this morning, just Holy getting smokes. ready to go. Yeah, so you're tired. You got to be not tired. really. I'm a, I'm just kind yeah. of still riding the wave. Uh, so yeah. that part's that part's cool. You know, yeah. the morning after it kind of hits you. You're like, man, we did that last night. That's, yeah. that's pretty cool. So that's kind of keeping me going. You talked about William. So he's um, he's going out with your. Your sister, right? Yeah, he dates Aaron. My right, and so how long has that happened? Uh, they, oh, heck, they've been, been going a while. out for over three years. I mean, going on four probably right. this year. Yeah. So is 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 it fun at the family reunions? Like what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, I know he's a, he's a great dude. Yeah. Right, and you two, I would assume y'all probably have no, you know, pretty comfortable hanging out with each yeah. other because you're both similar in personality. Yeah. No, William's great. It's yeah. it's been fun to get to know him. You know, from a very personal level now, you know, especially him being at a bunch of the family functions and all right. that stuff. He's a great kid. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's an awesome guy, and um, you know, I, I really enjoy being around him. So, and then racing him, you know, is is uh, it's one of those things, right? Like we race, it's like racing one of your good buddies, right? You race hard, but you know, you have respect for each other too. Yeah. So, but yeah, he's, both, he's been cool to get to know. Y'all both are very clean racers. 
Now, if he was a jerk on the track, then be yeah, a little different. Be a little different, but yeah. he's, he's like super smooth. Yeah. Aaron picked a good one. Easy to be around. Yeah, Aaron. Aaron picked a really good one. <laughs> Some of the other guys, I probably would be like, I don't yeah. know, I don't support that, but he's uh, he's really good. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting because you know people have asked the question. You know who, uh, who they would ask NASCAR drivers, who would you let date your sister or who? Yeah, would you right. Let da- babysit he's your literally kids living this. You yeah. are literally living it, right? You and William Byron would be the answer most people would say. He's yeah, a, no, he's, he's a good guy. Fantastic. His family's great. It's been it's been yeah. fun to get to know those folks. I have to hear it nonstop from fans though. Oh, like, oh Byron going out with your sister, huh? I'm like, yeah, what's the big deal yeah. about that? It's really it's better than her dating yeah. a bum. Right. right. All right. How know? often do y'all ever find yourselves talking about racing? Um, talking about your cars and so forth. Yeah, every now and then. Yeah. Um I feel like whenever we see each other, it kind of comes up like, oh, how's things going on your side, you know, to each other and, and stuff like that. So as a Penske driver, I know you love where you are, but do you ever wonder, like, so when I drove at DEI, I, didn't, I had no clue what it was like behind the door at, at HMS, right? Yeah. So if I had the opportunity to sit with William or anybody like that, I'd be like, all right, man, so what's it like? What do y'all, how do y'all do this? How yeah. do y'all do that? Yeah, we do talk about that, you know, being buddies with, you know, William and Chase and Bubba. Uh, you know, you, there's kind of three different worlds, right? From HMS to, you know, uh-huh. kind of JGR and 2311, the Penske side. We talk about that stuff like, oh, you guys do it that way? You know, we do it kind of this yes. way. And, and what's the dynamic like in your meetings? How do you guys approach stuff? Yep. Not so much on a technical level, but just the kind of the flow around culture. the shop. Yeah, the culture. Yeah. And um, yeah, you, you wonder that, right? Like, oh, I wonder how they do it over there compared to us. Yeah. And if it's better or worse, if you would like it more or not. And I think that's right. I Like the other teams, I like kind of how they operate maybe in some areas more and then some areas i'm like oh, i think we do that better you know so but you're always going to have that yeah you know i was curious as hell wondering what it was like to drive you know drive those cars over at hms and what, what why are they why are they so different and faster and all the time yeah so, i guess to the point that you decided i'm gonna go, go find out so um uh we gotta ask you did you see uh the chase denny situation it was yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think of it? So let me ask you this. I know I'm putting you in a tough spot. I talked to, you know, I talked to Donald and Denny and 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 everybody is pointing to SMT. You know, help me understand how much can you how much can you look at the SMT as evidence of anything, right? Is it black and white? Is it like, yep, there it is. Yeah, I don't think it's black and white. Yeah. You know, I I feel like SMT is a good and a bad thing, right? It's good to look at sometimes, but I don't think you can like fully rely on it, yeah. right? I mean, because you, you don't know. You can't see intent. No, right? you can't. And only that person is going to know what their intent was. Yeah. You know, you can't get inside of someone's mind of what they were thinking in that moment, what was going on. Uh, you're trying to gather the car up, you know, are you pissed? You know, what's what's going through your head at that moment? And everything yeah. happens so fast. Like, it's it's really hard. So I don't... I've seen they're all looking at SMT and here it is, the script in black and white. And I'm like, I don't think it's black and white. Careful, yeah. You know, mm. I know I didn't envy, I didn't envy the position this puts NASCAR in to have to make a call yeah. based strictly off of SMT because pretty much, um, you know, Chase did a Chase, Chase did a good job not giving away too much in his interviews and so forth, um, which everybody's yeah. learned that that's kind of the route you need to take, <laughs> right? Not to be, not to have an admission <laughs> of guilt. Yeah, and. So I think it puts NASCAR in a tough spot. It is, really a, it is a tough spot, you know, because you look at, you know, the deal in Vegas last year with with Bubba and Larson and what came out of that, yep. right? 
and NASCAR had to make a decision on that. And it, they're kind of in a similar spot now to where they have to make a decision. The precedent has been set. It, it, it has. Yeah. Right. If they do something or if they don't, people are going to be upset. So it's just like whatever side of the fence you're on, All right. whoever you're a fan of, you're going to agree with. Which leads to the next thing I wanted to ask you. So there is, for whatever reason, man, and you've, you've sort of been in, you've been in the sport long enough to see this transition. There is a lot of drama. And, and I know, you know, there's certain people that are seem to be in it a lot, you know, so it could be situational. Uh, it could be certain new personalities that have come into sport, but they, you know, Chase and Denny have ha- have a history, but they're, they're not problem causers. You know, they kind of, you know, they, they, they don't do stuff all the time, but it seems like to me that, man, when, when you came into the sport, there was a lot of give and take, Hey man, go on by, I'll see you later. Um, I'll help you here in this part of the race. You'll help me. You'll, you'll yeah. help me later or next week, right? It's gone. Yeah. Yeah. What, what has happened? It's like yeah. everybody races the shit out of each yeah. other. I think there's multiple reasons behind that. So, I think the first reason is, you know, when I initially got started in the Cup side, when was stage racing involved? Seventeen. Seventeen. Mm. So my first like year and a half, half of fifteen, sixteen, you know, no stages plenty of time you just let them go Mm -hmm. right and you're like all right i'll maybe get you back later and then maybe you'll throw me a bone right later in the race um i think that was a big part of it you know no stages now stages are super important so if you're coming down to 40 30 to go in a stage you're not going to let anyone go you have to go for every point and i feel like it's it's the cars are so close to each other now it's hard to make up spots anymore you know, yep. it's, it's hard to let someone go because you don't know if you're ever going to pass them back. Yeah. Um, so I think there's some of that going on. It's yep. why the racing is, is so tough nowadays. And um, I'm fascinated. It's not as much courtesy. I know. I'm fascinated that it ever happened, that the shift. That I, I, I didn't think we'd ever get to where we used to be. Like in the 80s and 90s, it seemed like they raced the hell out of each other back then. And then we kind of shifted into this, like, Mark Martin sort of I ushered in this strategy of, man, I'll – when I catch you later, just let me go. Remember, I'll let you go. And so, but now it's like, uh, you know, watching watching Denny and, the, and Chase, watching that go down. And then later in the race, uh, Stenhouse and Kyle Busch had this little episode for a couple laps that was super entertaining where um, Stenhouse was pissed. And, man, he he finally did get back to Kyle and hooked him into the grass on the first straightaway. Oh, and Kyle saved it. Oh, yeah, wow. He sent I didn't him across see the turf. <laughs> he sent him across the turf. Like, uh, you know, hooked him as they're going through the travel. And uh, if he could have gotten up, up on him a little further, I think he would have sent Kyle around. But yeah. Kyle was able to get out of it. I know that the drivers are mattering in those moments, but I can't tell you how much fun it is as a fan <laughs> and even a broadcaster. It is so entertaining to have these moments happening in these races. They were not happening years ago. Yeah. You know? It's a balancing act, right? It's like, okay, you want – entertainment you mm-hmm. want people to race hard and from a like in the booth perspective a fan watching at home that is exciting mm-hmm. um and that causes you know enjoyment and watching the sport and something to talk about yep. uh so but then you have people that are like you know giving you grief for racing hard it's yeah. like well what do you want do you want us to all just let each other go yep. and be kumbaya and not have any intense moments or do you want us to race hard like you can't yeah. be wishy-washy i know, you know? I, I i hear you 100 percent and when I, when I hear the, the noise, for the lack of a better term, on the backside of something such as this week um, that went down with Chase and Denny, when I hear all of the noise on the backside, I got on social, I got on social media for a minute during the race, and, man, it was a blaze. 
You know, yeah. every there was both sides just like hammering each other. Yeah. And anybody that stepped in the room, like you know, <laughs> metaphorically, like you're like, oh shit, yeah. I'm gonna get out of here. Yeah. Um, and so, <laughs> and and all of that noise is exactly like what NASCAR needs and should yeah. want, right? You would like, hey man, I want, I want, hell yeah, we're making, we're making waves. Yeah. Um, you've been in the booth, right? You've mm-hmm. been in the booth, part of the broadcast. I want to ask you, like. You've probably called some snoozers and some very interesting races oh, where yeah. some weird shit happened. And um, so now I think, I would hope that having been in that perspective, you much better appreciate, I guess, like it used to annoy the shit out of me when I got my ass in some kind of a mess with another driver because they'd use that video or they'd ask me about it in the media center for weeks. And it's like, just can we put this behind us? But they keep on re- re- regurgitating it up. And yeah. you kind of have to appreciate that now right because you know why it happens yeah yeah i mean it's something to talk about right it makes the sport exciting yeah it draws new fans into it if you're on the bad end of it as a driver at this point you just have to be like it's what it is you know and you have to accept it and whether you carry a grudge over from it or not you know that's that's your personal thing but yeah i mean i've yeah been in the booth where it's snoozers and it's hard to kind of create excitement for people watching uh so yeah when you have this stuff that you know creates that excitement it's always something good has that helped you in the booth understand the um you know kind of the i never really got it as far as what i I knew what my job was as a race car driver what i was trying to do with my team but i and you know i never get i didn't know what the damn objective of the network or the broadcast was but now i kind of i'm like wow i really wish i'd have known all this stuff as a driver you and so many other drivers in our industry are getting this great perspective that they, you know, so, so I have to imagine that really, really helps you when you're dealing with things outside of the car media and all kinds of things. It really does. You know, it opens your eyes when you can go into the booth and kind of see what all goes on up there and, and just puts a different perspective, you know, in your head. You know, we're so used to, you know, we are the drivers, we drive the cars, you know, we don't watch the races, right? Yeah. You know, obviously while they're happening, you go rewatch them, but you don't know. And then you don't know the inner workings of it, right? You're just seeing what's on your screen. Yeah. And when you're actually up in the booth and in it and doing it and see how much information's up there and what you have to talk about to create enjoyment for the fan watching, yeah. uh, that part is super cool. And I've really enjoyed doing the booth. How hard was it to finish your thought when the producer starts talking in your ear? So tough. That is. A... I mean, it takes me forever. I mean, it's like... <laughs> You're mid-sentence, and the producer's like either telling you information or counting you down, and you're always you have to pause. You're like, I almost I, stopped I, talking. Yeah, I know. accident. You're not supposed to. Don't right? you want to just yeah. say shut up? Yeah, you know, dude, it's crazy. <laughs> it's well, like talking in the backswing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. It's uh, it's like here. You remember we used to uh, introduce <laughs> ourselves at Bristol. Yes, and, oh, yeah. and you hear the echo. And you're like, I'm Yeah, I'm doing. Oh, is that thing. what was happening? Yes. I didn't yeah. know that. So you get it's like a delay at Bristol when you introduce yourself. You're so you're like. Hey Ryan Blaney, driver. Hey Ryan Blaney, oh, <laughs> like it's God. like three it's, words after you're speaking. That yeah, that would Screw be tough. Up. So I heard you talk about that this is uh, because of stage points, and I've heard you just say that it was because it's hard to pass those make complete sense. What I didn't hear you say is that there's a lack of respect out there, but I do hear a, a lot of people insinuating that there's uh, less respect being thrown around to the drivers. So that's my question to you. You don't have to name names, okay? But is yeah. there is there a decrease in respect being shown amongst you drivers i don't know it's hard to like it's hard to define you know okay what is a lack of respect and what is you have to race really hard now because that's just the way it is and i don't know if i think sometimes maybe it's a lack of respect like oh i don't give a about this guy i'm just going to use him up 
but other times I think it's just, you know, you know, you have to race hard and you know, these things like on road courses, I always point this out, like Indy Coda, you just guys, guys just bowling over you, right. For no reason whatsoever. And, you know, I think some of that is like, you know, the cars are really resilient. So like, I can just use this guy up and then pinball him off these guys and I can go forward. The cars wouldn't handle that back, you know, before this one. Yep. Uh, so I think that kind of limited to what you can do as far as the aggressive level. I don't know. I, I now I'm not going to say I think some guys don't respect other guys, you know, but that's always been the case, right? With with certain drivers, like this driver hates this driver. I don't give a shit about this driver. I'm going to use him up. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I've always kind of been the given respect, you know, you kind of just show it to each other. Right. And, and if you don't get it back after like a couple times of showing respect, then it's like, okay, well, this is worthless. I'm not going to show you any, but yeah. some guys don't even have that. Some guys don't even show you any respect and they'll just go out and yeah. pull you over and take yeah, it. But. You, you have respect and you show a lot of respect. So you're not even the best person to ask that question, but you do see what you see on the track, right? Yeah. Like you may see, you know, uh, what might be, people that are harder to pass than others i know i can see it coming if i see two guys really like and, and you know a guy that's like oh i know how he kind of races he uses people up lacks a little respect for maybe this driver in particular hey you see it coming you're like oh, i know what's going to happen here right in front of me and uh sure <laughs> enough nine yeah. times out of ten it happens that's you know? actually what you were saying about the denny and chase that you saw that happening a couple laps before well they had contact when the amarola hit the fence on a restart it's just after it's like coming through turn four after after a restart and Amarola hit the wall Denny and Chase Ch uh, Denny slid up into Chase almost identical to what happened two laps later on the wreck yeah and I think that stuff escalates right yeah like, okay you slid up to I me knew, once I, I knew I mentioned that on social media I was like I knew when that happened Gen Chase had already had enough yeah like his his you know meter was empty yeah of, oh, you, oh you again so it's like if there's one little more thing yeah like he usually get like one or two like oh just racing deals but i think once he kind of did it again yeah. chase was probably was pretty upset yeah. i mean it was identical the yeah. next time yeah yeah hey have you all loaded up for portland yet i saw the trucks leaving As one just left yeah. yeah yeah that's a quick turnaround that for is. you guys huh yeah. with the yeah. race being pushed back i mean yeah, two days i guess yeah yeah i mean it, it is what it is i think i i don't want to say anything that's going to piss off my truck drivers but <laughs> the schedule i mean this 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 is what it's about this is, you know, it's about getting there anyway, anyhow, mm -hmm. and making, you know, making the sacrifices, unlimited sacrifices, right? They, yeah. I, they used to drive around in 15 passenger vans before we had airplanes, right? You drive into Dover and Pocono and every, you know, all over the place and, and getting home on a Monday and turning around. And they would, did you know that in the, even the late 80s, they would open Charlotte for practice on Tuesday and Wednesday? No. The track would be hot from eight to five. Wow, I didn't you can, know that. Yeah, got, you know, back in like the the late seventies, you'd be at uh, Charlotte all day Wednesday in the garage, yeah. running laps, going mm -hmm. out, come back in four or five hours, fart around, change something, go back out. Yeah, and then Thursday again, practice would pra practice would open. They'd have first round qualifying, then Friday practice again, second round qualifying. You know, and it was a whole, you know. Week. They had one. <laughs> yeah, they had one day when they were at home with their family. Right. And, and with, the, with the schedule changing to what it is now, right? I mean, yeah. it's it, it's sometimes you forget of how 
much they were on the road yeah. back then. It's not favorable what's happening this week with the Xfinity guys, but, dude, I mean, it was it used to be so much worse. Right. And there's a lot of convenience. I mean, those haulers, I know these guys, they're going to be pissed. Those haulers, <laughs> they're nice as hell, right? They're yeah. like houses, right? Um, and they, we, you know, for the Portland ride, we get two people in there sometimes, yeah. straight off driving and all that. <clears throat> but um, y'all are going to St. Louis. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of shifting. Yeah, a lot of shifting. Yeah. Uh, that place was was fun last year. I thought it was a, a cool racetrack. They do a good job there. They're uh, working really hard to stay on the schedule. They are the track, yeah. and, and I think they deserve to be. Yeah. You know, they did a good job of entertaining everybody last year. Um, now they had Nelly performing on Saturday night, and yeah. I, that was an awesome concert, by the way. And uh, yeah, it was fun. I thought the racing was good. I wish we were going with the low downforce package um, to that race uh, because I thought that was a perfect track for it. But yeah, we're we're shifting I'm, a lot there. So they're not taking the the short track package, right? Mm-mm. You would think that you know they would you know in today's world they would consider that a short track because anything <laughs> anything under a mile now is called a short track, yeah. even by some of the purists in our sport, like yeah. Jeff Burton. Yeah, I uh, I, I would think they would have brought it there, but yeah. just that's surprising. One of those things. Speaking of short track package, how do you fix it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Come on, I have no idea. All I right. mean, I mean, like. So I think the biggest thing, there's like two two things to fix it. I think, you know, remember in the cars we would run before you retired were you could get someone loose on the left rear quarter panel? Yeah. That doesn't happen anymore. You need that to come back. Um, and and you need to be able to peek out like only a headlight. Remember if someone missed the bottom by like this much, you were like, thank you yes. for missing the bottom so I can actually get some on my headlight. Now you need like half a car, three quarters of a car width to kind of get the same as we used to get, and you still can't loosen anyone up on the left rear. Like, Wilkesboro would have been so much better if you could do that. If right. you could just drive in on someone's left rear and, and get them loose, arrow-wise, uh, there would be a lot more passing there. Um, that and, yeah, put like 900 horsepower back on them. <laughs> really? I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, yeah. these cars would be so – they're hard to drive right now, but they would be so hard to drive with like 900 horsepower yeah. in them because there's no side force in the things. Uh, if you snap them loose, it's, they're really hard to save. You can't drive them sideways like you could the other car. Um, I think that would be fantastic. What did you think of Wilkesboro? And, and be completely honest, you know, I'm, just forget all my connections and all that stuff. And just I, I thought the whole event was awesome. Uh, the reaction it got from the people around there was great. I went to a Walmart appearance uh, that Thursday or Friday. And the amount of people that were there and just super excited that the race was back, mm-hmm. uh, that they were racing in general since 96, uh, was – I met so many people that were like, we've been waiting decades for this to come back. We were at the last race in 96, and we're so happy it's back. Uh, I thought the racing – I wish the racing was a little better. It was hard to pass. Yeah. Um, I thought the sealer or whatever they put down hurt it, yep. honestly. Okay. Um, <clears throat> because, like, three and four, you had to have your lefts in it. If you missed it, you were done. Yep. So hopefully, you know, we could – mess around with that a little bit i don't know what you do now uh do you repay the whole thing right so more than likely the race let's just assume that they go back there for the all-star race again next year um that's the question is do you do you seal it do you resin it do you what you know yeah do you do something to try to improve that outside groove in three and four because i think one and two kind of isn't too bad as far as an outside groove but you can't you know that driving down across the apron on exit of of two is something but uh, yeah Maybe you do pave it. Denny, Demi, De, Demi, Denny <laughs> proposed, <laughs> Denny proposed a really cool idea that I would love to see happen. And that is 
and I talked to Marcus about this. I was like, Marcus, if you if you do any of this stuff, you need to involve the drivers and not just, you know, I think honestly, Marcus could sit down with four or five guys that everybody in your, you know, drivers group appreciated being there. Mm-hmm. Um, and design the surface. And it doesn't need to they don't need to change the banking or anything, just like different grades or styles of asphalt per lane, right? So that like maybe that bottom lane has uh, more aggregate in it, so it's a little less less tar, yeah. less grip. Each lane gets a little bit higher in grip. And then I believe, you know that'd be cool. I, I think it would. Yeah. You don't change really the banking or anything about that or the profile of the track. It just kinda has a little more grip the higher you go. The other thing too I wanted to ask you that I just thought of Charlotte. Why does it race so well now? Two years in a row. It's I don't know. fantastic to watch. We it were, looks fun. We were just talking about that. Is it uh, as fun as it looks? Yesterday, yeah. The track was awesome. It's full of resin. Night. It's got resin in the middle and the top. Does yeah. that matter? Is that helping things? It does. Yeah. I think so. Um, yeah, I mean, gosh, you know, we used to go there and that almost put on the worst race, yeah. honestly. And yeah, whatever reason with this car, with the way the track's been aging the last couple of years, it's put on a hell of a show. I mean, you got options. You can run the bottom, middle, top. Like, it's it's been aging nice. Three and four is getting so rough. Where? The whole way. Yeah. <laughs> like, you remember you had, like, those washboards into three? Yep. That's, like, the whole corner now, mm. from the bottom to the top. Mm-hmm. And it's good. It makes it tough to get around. Yeah. You saw guys messing up in three and four all the time. And that's that's good to have. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know what it is, but it was an awesome race. Yeah. I mean, you had options, and that's what makes for good racing. I love it. It's fantastic. Yeah. I um, I think I, you can see these massive cracks developing in the surface of the racetrack. It's interesting because the surface of the, the color of the track still looks like newer asphalt. Yeah, it's still dark. But it's cracking up, busting up. Yeah. You know that um, the that turn three and four is built on top of the landfill. Yeah. And so as all of that stuff underneath decays and erodes away and rain and all that stuff washes it into pockets and carrying on, it's just collapsing, right? Yeah. It's happened year after – it's happened for so many decades that yeah. they had to fix that part. I mean, we went out for pace laps, and I was like – I could already tell going slow. I'm like, three and four is way rougher than last year. Wow. Hopefully we hit this right because <laughs> it's going to – I mean, but still even – your head is just – rattling the whole way like it's it's crazy yeah. it's but it's good that's what tracks need yeah when they're talking about track surfaces um you know any of them how much how much do track presidents and nascar come and seek your opinion on that um, like as far and, as like resin and yeah stuff like on, that? on what you're just yeah on what you think and do you even want to be that guy we don't get a big say in it um sometimes they'll ask our opinion and it's Sometimes they listen to us. Sometimes they do the exact opposite. It's just kind of, it's it's the track's preference. I feel like the tracks and mainly NASCAR, uh, their kind of preference of what they want. Uh, we give our opinions, but it's not like, hey, what do you guys want to do? Whatever the vote is that you guys have, we're doing. Yeah. That, that never really happens. <clears throat> but they have listened to us. Like they, great example, New Hampshire. Um, you know, they put resin in the first and third lane or PJ or whatever right. it was back then, and then I think. It was getting too dominant, and we asked them to just stop putting it down. It's there's leftover, there's remains there. It'll wear out in a year, and then it'll have you'll have three good lanes of racing, and they stopped doing it. And I think the racing there last year was pretty good because uh, you had actually three lanes you could go in. So there are times though to where yeah they do listen to us. I, yeah. I'm just yeah. curious, you know, when you were racing, Dale Jeff Burton was kind of like the mayor, and that's where he got his nickname, and so people listen to him. I'm just kind of curious on who is who is the 
the driver right now that holds the most clout with NASCAR that can they can speak their mind and then actually be taken seriously? Who is that? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like all those guys have made NASCAR mad in like the last couple of years. Is that so, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, oh, like you know, like Denny and, and Harvick, right? They're very opinionated, yeah. right? And they're very vocal, whether it's good or bad. And that's just the way they are. And I appreciate about them yeah. that they're that way. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think, you know, those guys speak up a lot. Joey's a big, you know, speaker in that side of it. Um, so, yeah, I think those three guys have been perfect mm. for those roles. There is a gr- there is a group. I wouldn't call it a text, but um, there is a group um, – where there, as far as I remember, there's a driver group where mm-hmm. you guys communicate with each other, yep. right? Yeah, that's still going, right? Yep. Where it's literally just a group chat, and then there's another one with some industry guys, some NASCAR industry guys, O'Donnell and them, right? Yeah. So do y'all still sort of form an opinion in the group chat, then go over to the other chat sometimes, and that's still yeah. sort of you better make sure you're on the right chat. <laughs> <laughs> Has there been some mistakes? <laughs> uh, I think early on we might have uh, someone might have yeah. sent it in the drivers and NASCAR chat like a question about that yeah. they only meant for the driver chat yeah, that's only. Interesting. That's uh, By the way, so. this sounds amazing and I don't even want to know what's in it because the mystery of it from my perspective it's is better way, off. But yeah. way better than what the reality yeah. probably is. Yeah. But it's, right now just coming off of the Coca-Cola 600 it sounds amazing to see what that ri- that that drivers okay. only chat. There's would been be like. nothing in the drivers only chat this nothing? week. Nothing oh, after the six hundred. No crickets. Yeah, no, we don't get on you, there. You should. Danny and Chase don't in. like go at each other. You, you chime in, be like, you how's should chime in, be like, hey, everybody, that was a great race, don't y'all think? You know, I mean, <laughs> I don't really, I don't get on there much. I just read it. When uh, I was driving, <laughs> when I was racing, there was one week where Denny and Harvick got after it, like right after the race. Um. <laughs> I forgot. Oh yeah, there was one. Um, I think we uh, there was one week where I was trying. I was giving uh, Carl Edwards a hard time. Ah, yeah. but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was. Um, it used to be where like you know everybody would run their mouths a little bit. It still gets that way. Yeah, yeah we had. Uh, I was laughing at one the other week. You know, some guy said something, and one guy clapped back at him. And I was like, oh, that's <laughs> like, the, it was, it was yeah. awesome. I that's was like, the thing, man. Drama. You better, you better know who you're talking to. And like, I wouldn't, there's some verbal, there's some verbal sparring that I would not do with some people, you yeah. know, some drivers because they're really good at it. Right. Yeah. 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 You don't want to get your ass handed to you right in front of all your peers. <laughs> right? But if I know you, yeah, I, I, you seem like somebody that instigated some too. Well, you get it. I mean, I get a couple beers in me. I'm, I'm of course. To do anything. <laughs> <laughs> I think we were, I will, I can say this now. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't have said it back then, but we were, um, we were racing somewhere and Carl, Carl fenced me at Charlotte. Um, and, Somehow, oh, and then we went to Phoenix, and I won a uh, rain delay. Uh, the, the race got stopped halfway, right past halfway for rain, and I won. And Carl was, like, uh, getting knocked out of the Final Four. Mm. And so he was saying something. I was still pissed at him for wrecking me at Charlotte or something. He was saying something in there, and I was like, man, I'm glad your ass got knocked out. Oh, you yeah. said that in the yeah, chat? Yeah. But I was nice. you know, keyboard, uh. keyboard warrior. I'd never say that to his face. Right. No. Nah. As big as he nah, is. He'll come at you. How yeah. about him at Darlington? I know it. Looks the same. And so he got like the best ovation. Did he? It, I, I was working with him. We went to a couple stage things out front. 
and everybody's like, yeah, Carl, well, come back. When are you coming back? Yeah. I mean, everybody wants him to come run a race so bad. That'd be so cool, it. man. I mean, it's just, uh, I've always liked Carl. Yeah. Uh, he was always super nice to me and fun to race with. And just one of those guys that just, just gone. You, you know? might have seen it on the. You might have seen it on Instagram or something. But the funniest part of the whole with Kyle Busch, yes, yeah. God Almighty, he it was, shows you how. Just he was so taken aback. He was like, "Reservation, he is." He was like, "What's that all about?" Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, you have been. You really yeah. have not been paying attention." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I saw that. That was super funny. Yeah, I, I would love to put him in a in a junior motorsports car. That'd be awesome. Golly, I think he'd cool. do it. If you, yeah, if, you know, right scenario. Hey, man, here it is. Turn key. Come do it. Just hop in. See you later. I feel like he's at the point now, too, of how, because how many years has it been since he ran? Since 18, 16, four, four or five, right? Yeah. I think you get like to that five year mark and you start kind of missing it, right? I, That's I, what Kanan asked me. Uh, Tony Kanan asked me at Indy. He's like, does it get easier? Tell me it gets easier. And I said, I'm sorry, but not for me, man. I like that first year was a piece of cake. Yeah. Like I was like, thank goodness, I don't want to do this shit this year. Yeah. And then the next year I was like, hey, man, I kind of regret my decision. And each <laughs> year after that, I'm like, one of it's worse and worse. Yeah. You know, you miss it more and more the further you're removed from it, which just seems like it'd be the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. Some of our listeners might not know this, but our friends at Lionel Racing, the official diecast of NASCAR, have an entire line of cars and haulers that you can find on the toy aisle at a store near you. Lionel's NASCAR Authentics cars and haulers can be found at all your local stores like Walmart, Target, Myers, and Lionel releases new cars in this line all the time. If you're already a 164 scale diecast collector, or if you're thinking about starting a collection, you want to check out the latest NASCAR Authentics releases. What's great about Lionel is that in addition to offering the diecast of the most popular Cup Series drivers in their NASCAR Authentics line, they make sure that smaller race teams and up and coming drivers are represented as well. The best way to find out when the new NASCAR Authentics cars are coming to your Walmart, Target, or Meyer store is to follow Lionel Racing on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You'll find out everything you need to know there, and be sure to also visit LionelAuthentics.com. Start that collection now or add to the one you already got. So, man, 59 races. All right, that's 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 hard to get through. Yeah. You've ran Yeah. You've ran you've raced for stretches um, you know, 59 races can go by and, and you not think nothing of it. But when you kind of get into this drought after having taste, tasted victory and no, you know, and you have a lot of, you know, pressure, the personal pressure, um, you know, we saw the emotion at the, uh, after the win, which was so good to see. Um, we, I want to touch on that in a minute, but I want to know, you know, how, um, how low does it get? During that yeah. stretch, right? How? What are the things like people? Um, people would not believe that uh, you would ever doubt yourself. Yeah. People would never believe that Jimmy, Jimmy Johnson, seven-time champion, would ever doubt himself. But I've I've had conversations with him. I know that those those things happen to all of us at some point or another. Yeah. But like you know, help me help help everybody understand. I guess you know how difficult it is and. Yeah. Where where were you know? What race did you walk away from, completely freaking frustrated during that span? Like you're like, this is it. Yeah. Um, 
what you said in the beginning, 59 races does go by really quick. Yeah. You know, I mean, gosh, Daytona 21 seemed like yesterday, yeah. you know, and all of a sudden you're like, holy shit, it's been 59 races since I've won a freaking race, you know? And uh, one of the, the races that I've probably walked away like really frustrated in the middle of that kind of streak, I don't know, I, I feel like, uh, you know, obviously the, the 22 Daytona 500 was tough. But that wasn't too far into like the winless streak. That was just a frustrating race. I feel like well, that would be frustrating being that you're it was racing for your teammate on the last lap. And but like yeah. the one that we were, you know, you're getting into not winning for a while. You know, you're trying so hard was probably Phoenix of November uh, last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, gosh, we had the fastest car to win the race in circumstances. I just you know couldn't pass Joey at the end, and um, you know not able to get around him and trying super hard and and I thought we had the car to do it and I was like man this perfect weekend to do it I think we can you know have a shot at winning this race uh and once I didn't win that one I was like my gosh and then and you go a whole year without winning right to end the season with a race winning car and just not quite have enough at the end to to pass for the lead um that sets in the realization and the frustration of I went a whole freaking season without winning all-star race you know whatever but that was frustrating for me and you don't get uh, to go back the next week to try. Exactly. You have to sit all winter of knowing you didn't win a race all year. Yeah. You probably could have won four or five. Yeah. I screwed up in the round eight at Vegas and Homestead and kept us out of the final four. Uh, so that was a really frustrating time. Yeah. Uh, and it's easy to doubt yourself. You know, I'm not the most, I'm not a very confident person by any means. I, I lack confidence a lot. I just don't, just don't have that gene and ooze it. And, uh, you know, when you're not doing well and it seems like you can do nothing right to win, you know, you start questioning yourself. You're like, man, am, am I good enough to still compete? Do I still have the talent? Am I smart enough to win? Are these mistakes that I'm having, you know, is that for me being frustrated of not winning? You know, what the hell is going on? Especially after coming off three wins in 2021. Um, so, yeah, it's it's definitely easy to kind of self-doubt yourself and, and, you know, realize that maybe, you know, gosh, when's the next one going to come? Can I still compete yeah. like I used to? Yeah. I, I, feel, I also wonder if the new car um, makes that worse, makes you more likely to, like, start thinking about what you might be doing. Because when the COT came, I felt like that that, that flew – that COT f- flew in the face of everything I knew about driving a race car. Yeah. Right, and I, I could not ever get comfortable with it and never get to where I liked to, wanted, wanted to drive it, right? Yeah. And I, and I was stuck with it, <clears throat> you know, and I was wondering, like, man, is the, I know now, you know, you're, you're, you, won, you won this race this past weekend. You're, you had a completely fast car, very comfortable. But as you're struggling to get these wins and, and you got this new car and all the challenges of that, um, the challenges of manufacturer versus manufacturer, everything. Yeah. Um, did you ever like? Were you ever sitting there just like the f- of all the f- times for them to bring a new car into the f- you know right in the middle of my career? You know. Yeah. I mean, I didn't think about that much. I was. It was honestly more frustrating to me because I felt really good when the new car came out and the like preseason testing. I'm like, man, I, I feel like I feel pretty good in this car. We're fast. Yeah. You know. You know, we were in contention to win a handful of races last year, and we just didn't do it and didn't execute or I screwed up we you know lost it on pit road whatever it was um i felt really comfortable and confident in this car uh to do it last year and just uh it's frustrating when it doesn't work out but i always just kind of kept thinking it's like man you just try to stay in it you know what about the the biggest thing what about all the things you got to do during the week 
you've been yeah. in this long enough that the week, the week's worth of meetings and preparation, SMT data, blah blah blah. Yeah, that's completely different than when you started. Yeah, I mean, are you? Well, you know, when we didn't win for a while, you, then you start thinking, okay, do I need to? I need to change up what I'm doing during the week because yeah. obviously that shit ain't working, right? You know, anymore. So I need to change up my prep work and what I'm doing to prepare for these races because did what you? I'm doing is, yeah, yeah. I mean, going did into this ask, year, I, I completely changed up how I approached. How did you, the week. how did you how did you determine what change to make? Did you go to your teammates? You you take direction from your crew chief? Me and me and Hassler, my crew chief, talked a lot about it. You know, of what uh, you know what I want to get better at, how can I be more involved in a certain thing or kind of approach it a different way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it was kind of a lot of me asking myself, you know, okay, do I need to change this up, this up? Do I need to put more effort into this one and less effort into this thing? You know, so I, I was just kind of picking and choosing. How, how much did outside noise contribute to this lack of confidence? Uh, not a lot. I don't really give a shit about what anyone else says. Is, is that right? <laughs> Look, I know that that's the token answer, everybody. I, but I, I've long yeah. believed that you actually do give a you and all the other drivers. Listen, I lived it with Dale. There's a lot of experiences that are similar to Dale's drought. New car, Dale yeah. went through a drought, and you could not get away from it. You, I mean, you the, can't get away from it. I you mean, cannot get away from it. There's every, nowhere to hide. Every freaking weekend, right? I mean, Somebody's you have a reminding media you. Media member asking, when do you think you're going to win? Exactly. So <laughs> you're telling me that literally has zero effect on you? Yeah, I might have lied to you at that point. But yeah, I mean, I, I think it, it would does. be normal if it does. It's just, it's just, uh, it gets annoying, yeah. right? I mean, everyone's, when are you going to win again? Why haven't you won? I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know why we haven't won. I mean, we've given some away and just, it's not, I, a, you don't have a good answer yeah. for that stuff. I, I admire, um, <clears throat> I have been able to, to witness a lot of the preparation that goes on for the cup guys during the week and talking to Josh about his experiences this year and being, you know, connected to some of the teams. I can't, I couldn't do it. I, I, th- I could not apply myself the way that you guys are forced to apply yourself to compete these, you know, in this environment, it is incredible what you have to sacrifice, uh, and to be good, to be successful. Uh, it's so much more and their teams expect so much more from you. And, yeah. uh, you're, it's, it's something else. I mean, to be a, to be a cup driver is glamorous, is exciting. You're paid well, but there's the, the, the amount of effort outside of the car today versus five or ten years ago is multiplied by at least two or three. Yeah, um, and, and throw this in as well. This is again was another similarity. You're talking about Phoenix from last year. Well, your teammate is winning freaking everything in in, in the yeah, book at the time. He worse. wins a championship. <laughs> Joey wins a championship yeah. last year. So not only are you experiencing a drought, but now your freaking teammate who you're supposed to support. Yeah, and it's 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 not from a lack of good equipment yeah. right i mean like right. my teammates it's, doing it i must suck because i can't win in it yeah. like he even can, even right? mark martin's old ass was going out there coming out from his 17th <laughs> retirement and you know and Thanks doing for well reminding me um just reminding you <laughs> yeah <laughs> so outside of outside of your crew chief all the people that would be, absolutely be uh supporting you through through something like that who is giving who is helping you you know keep the keep yourself calm and keep your confidence up yeah. is it is it is is roger uh having conversations with yeah. you yeah yeah is roger. it family is it your girlfriend who is helping you sort of keep your head on straight yeah kind of all of the above um you know it's always nice to talk to roger whenever you have tough weekends and and uh you know he's always been great to me is you know reassuring and 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 putting some confidence back in me, you know, so that's, that's something I've never been able to thank him enough about. But yeah, I mean, my family, dad's always been, you know, really supportive of me, 
Uh, Gianna has obviously been a huge part of, of kind of making, letting me, helping me forget about all the bad stuff. Uh, so that part's been, been good. So yeah, I think it comes from all angles. Tell us about Gianna. Yeah. Uh, what do you want to know? Where'd you meet her? (laughs) Where'd I meet her? How long have y'all been going out? Uh, we will be, it'll be three years, uh, this June. Yeah. Uh, so that's been, that's been fun. So, uh, we met at, uh, at a racetrack. She was, uh, uh, she worked for Hooters and she was the calendar girl and, uh, she, when, Hooters was on Chase's car. They were at the race, and they'd bring a few of them out. <laughs> and so I just saw her, and, and we just got kind of talking, and, and uh, she blew me off for a few months. I which heard. Was, which was good. Yeah, yeah. I heard she made it difficult on you. Yeah, she did. She did, and that was that was nice. And uh, But then, yeah, we finally got, got talking again, uh, you know, and, like, gosh, it was just right when COVID started, yep. honestly. And uh, <clears throat> now here we are, living together a couple of years now. Yeah, so, so my uh, – the 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 – the impression I get from the outside is is that you or you and her both have taken a very moderate, you know, modest sort of steady, no rush, no hurried approach to to figuring this out. But it's been been a while. You know, y'all been going out what for a while. To say I'm here, not Dale. saying anything. I'm just <laughs> I saying. Think you're trying to say something. I'm not. I think you are. I know. I mean, would you agree? Like it's you've sort of you you just seem like the kind of person that you you come across to me. As even when you are excited about something, even when you do get excited, you really keep that measured, you know, and you, you're careful about showing or wearing that on your sleeve, right? And yep. like you don't want to, I don't know if it's that you want to jinx anything or you just, you just kind of keep a very measured, sort of even moderate tone about your, your disposition, even though inside I know there's great things that you're thrilled about going on in your life. And, I, you know, I think that typically when when guys get themselves in these type of relationships, they get in a hurry. Race car drivers for you know are always yeah. in a perpetual state of hurriedness. All right, rush, right. rush! I want it now. Give it to me. Uh, you know, I want my car to turn. Yeah. I want to order this truck. Um, yeah. Where where is it? Bring it to me now. <laughs> where is it? And um, and you know, so I think it's pretty interesting to me, and I commend you, I guess, on being being careful you know with your with this very amazing thing happening in your life you've you've been very smart about it yeah i mean it's just uh you know so uh i was not a relationship guy you know i I just didn't have any long-term relationships growing up i just never found the right person and uh you know then when it's funny when you find that person that you really enjoy spending time with and you have a lot in common with uh you know we've just kind of been enjoying our lives so far together and um, yeah, I've never been one to rush many things. Uh, I guess I'm the opposite of kind of what the average normal kind of racer mentality is like, but no, we've just been enjoying it. And it's, I mean, it's probably getting time. Yeah. It's probably getting close to that time. Time uh, for what? I don't know. Whatever he's implying over there. <laughs> I'm not. Y'all are, y'all are making this. It's in your heads, not mine. Oh yeah. No, 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 no. I don't know. Uh, no, but it's been, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. It's been, uh, it's been a blast for her and, and I to get to know each other and, and kind of go through this mid late twenties span of our lives together. Yeah. And, uh, you know, hopefully a long, long time, you know, to the future now. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, you know, it's a, it's sort of this, um, during, during the race, uh, Monday night, you know, they're showing everyone on the pit box, her included, everybody have biting nails as it comes down to the end and you're working your way through yeah. traffic trying to get back to the lead and then the celebration and elation of winning and all of that. And so 
Um, it's just, you know, I, I don't know, man. I'm not saying anything other than the, 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 the girlfriends, the wives, they, be, they, they live this life, right? They become part of this life, mm-hmm. and it's a, it's a really unique, uh, it's a really unique thing. Like when Amy and I got together, it, I told her, I was like, if you're coming this way, you, you got to do everything. Yeah. You got, you're coming this way, you got to give it all up, and this is what we're doing. Yeah. This is the plan. You got, it is it is funny, you know. She knew nothing about racing yeah. when we met. You know, she didn't. I mean, when she started going on the track with Hooters, it was like she had no clue, no yeah. clue. She just didn't grow up around it. She didn't have any family that watched it. And uh, when we first started dating, and then you know, it's like, hey, this is the the deal right here. This is kind. Of, I'm gone. It's this is you know what's happening. I'm going to be in this place, this place, this place. You know, my weekends are shot all that stuff and then her kind of getting to learn of the grind it is and then moving in together and now her coming to all these races yeah you give up a lot you know home you know for you know significant others it's it's a lot of you know even though they're not driving the car it's it's a lot on them too they do everything else but drive the car right everything you do they have to be along with with that yeah and she's uh she's been really great at kind of understanding and accepting and now enjoying the sport and getting to know it more and more over yeah. the years you know she's she's really been been great she's doing the better half dash that's awesome uh, wow. so that's good so we've been testing it at uh it's not called gopro anymore track house so what is the Flex. format this year you know it's been online it's been it, it was yeah. uh it was bandoleros what are they doing so they're, they're racing at uh the motorplex go-karts okay um gopro yeah yeah uh justin mark's place so um, that happens here in like two weeks, okay, something like that. So we've been practicing once a week here for the last little bit, trying to get her dialed in. How's uh, that going? It's been going okay. Uh, it's been decent. She lacks a little bit of confidence, surprisingly, oh, sure. living with me. Yeah. Uh, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> I rub off on her. But uh, once she gets comfortable, she's it's crazy. She's such a wild driver on the road, uh, like very fast. Like she's always over the speed limit by a lot. Um, but like we get her in a go-kart and she's like timid, right? right. She's timid and she thinks they're going to flip over. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, she's not used to being the wind hitting you in the face and you're going 50 miles an hour, right? That's, that's scary if Those you've never done can it move. before. Yeah. yeah. So we're, we're working up her, her level of commitment, which has been good though, but it's been, uh, it's been a work in progress. You know, right. I got to lead and I like put my arm out where to break and not, and then we'll swap and I'll bump her in spots that she needs to go faster in, and <laughs> she doesn't like that at first. But I'm like, I'm trying to help you out here. Yeah. Have you handicapped the field? Like, who else have we got to beat? I was just thinking that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. I mean, uh, Hamrick, Kenzie Hamrick is going to be tough. She raced late models for a long time. She was really she good. She was a hell of a driver. Yeah. yeah. So she's going to be tough. Um, I think uh, I think her name's Holly. Eric Jones' mm-hmm. girlfriend. Uh, she used to race a lot, mm-hmm. so she'll be hard. And I think there's one other one that's going to be pretty tough that used to race. Wow. So <laughs> she's got a – her and my younger sister Aaron's doing it too, so I think they're going to be neck and neck for like P17, 18. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, it's going to get competitive race. between you and Byron? Yeah. I don't think so. In I don't the know. pits. Uh, yeah, in the pits. <laughs> yeah. We'll be rubbing elbows yeah. and fighting after yeah. the race if they wreck each other. <laughs> we should stage one. We should stage a fight. You should yeah. totally do that. That'd be cool. Yeah. You should do that in front of the – you know. And tr- punk the girls. Yeah, punk like the girls. Oh, have man. them coming in, and you and him yeah. be like, Ugh. all right, wait Next, to release this episode. Have have yeah. <laughs> Cut this part out. But Chase and I, funny, we talk about staging fights. Chase and I have been talking about staging one for years. A, pub, a very public fight, like in like, like kind of rub each other a little bit on the racetrack, like at the end of the race, get out and just 
go to town on each other. Like, could you like, imagine the headlines? The sign and say, that it's on. Yeah. Right, let's yeah. do this. That would be so cool. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I could I'm totally not, see Chase being in that moment. I don't. I'm going to get, I would get destroyed by all the Elliott fans out there. You would. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This you're is not going to win decision. the battle. No, you're not yeah. going to win. I'm not right. going to After win. what I saw on social media yesterday, I would not want anything to do with that. No. No, because yeah, what's going to happen? Man. What's going to happen is half of them aren't going to learn that it was a it was a prank. No, and they're going to believe it was real forever. Yeah. You'll get booed. <laughs> I thought y'all were friends. Those. Oh, I would. Yeah. Yes, I would. Just like after I spun you out at Martinsville, at Martinsville dude, yeah. like for three weeks, you <laughs> boo. <for real? laughs> oh, dude. Yeah, I, it was crazy. <laughs> See, you know crazy. what? Thinking back, you know, you were talking about earlier uh, how you know the media will kind of like expound upon these little things that are not that big a deal. And the thing that was coming to mind was like when you guys was it at Martinsville? It was Martinsville. Yeah, and and you know there was a there was a little rough up stuff, but it was like, wait a second. They're neighbors. Yeah. He lives. They're <laughs> supposed to drink. This is going to end their friendship. Yeah. And this was a thing for like a while. And you guys were like, it's not that big a deal, really. Yeah. And I'm a rookie. I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I've ruined my career. You yeah. say what you say on the radio, and all of a sudden it's broadcast everywhere. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you can't even have a moment in the moment uh, yeah. to yourself, right? Well, yeah. I chuckled. It was funny. Yeah. So, all right. So, um, you go and absolutely wipe the floor in this 600. I, I really felt like this was your race. I mean, you had – how many laps did you end up leading? Oh, I don't know. A ton. 160-something, I think. A ton, right? I mean, like, did everything from the start of this race just feel like it was on? And, and I'm curious about how the change of time, the Monday, the day, you know, the, the, the time of day, we hear so much about how the track is affected yeah. by temperature. Like, did any of that stuff make you nervous – or were you just in the zone this whole time? Um, yeah, I mean, we started the race off and we were, you know, super fast. And that gave me confidence that the speed is there. But then, you know, by the comp caution at 30, you're like, man, we got 370 laps to go on this thing. Like, we're going to have to do a good job of keeping up with it. And there's been plenty of times you fire off with speed and then you just lose it, right? You it lose the racetrack and yeah. everyone gets better and you don't. And especially when it's early like that in the race, you know, uh, you're kind of nervous that, okay, was it just the green racetrack? Our car kind of handles good. Uh, can we keep up with it? And as, as the night went on, um, and we kept our speed and we kept adjusting to the racetrack. And, uh, I'd tell you the biggest, you know, thing of, of what helped us win the race, you know, at the end of stage three, like Reddick and, and Truex were all over me. I was getting super loose. And uh, the track was cooling down, and we made a big decision, like, I need a big swing to tighten me up here mm. to be competitive. And, and luckily, we were able to hit that right. And then by the start of stage four, um, I was like, yeah, I think we definitely have the best car. Yeah. I can probably do this. If, yeah. they, if things play out, you never know how they're going to play out. But You had a, yeah. a coming off pit road for that last pit stop, though. You had lost three, two or three spots. Yeah. And, you know, I know you're you – know, had this amazing race going in that moment are you like a you know can, um, I get, can i get by these guys byron was gonna be hard to pass yeah he was he's gonna be hard to um, drive up there and go around yeah i think we restarted like fifth yeah and uh i forget how many there was like 50 to go yep I'm like okay hopefully if this goes green i feel pretty decent about you know trying to get up through there but you never know and my my biggest thing on my mind was trying to get in front of reddick you know he was kind of our closest competitor so I feel like whoever got in front of who right there was going to have the best shot at winning the race. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, we were just able to get to, I think we passed for fourth and the caution came out mm-hmm. again. And then I think we got to third on the next restart and then we got second. Caution again. And once we got back on yeah. the front row, uh, I raced William 
you know, with him being the leader a lot that night, you know, and kind of was able to judge where he was good at or not. And once we got to the front row, I felt pretty good about it. And then once we got to be the leader and control the next restart, I felt really great about it. Right. Um, but yeah, just, no, I didn't think anything. I mean, our pit stops were great all night. We just had one to where we lost one spot yep. or two spots and just kind of got to realize there's a lot of time left and our car was super fast. So. Yeah. For, I, yeah. You, you don't think it's a big deal, but the, you know, yes, you had the best, you had a great car. You led a lot of laps. Had that pit stop issue not have happened, you go and win the race. Ryan Blaney has snapped the winless streak. But I felt like having that little bit of adversity and having in that moment, it's basically pull your ass together, win the race, or uh, go nuclear, and it all goes to hell, right? That's kind of what a driver is faced with in that moment. Yeah. And you, you methodically – you know, did everything that needed to happen toward the end of the race to get back your, you know, your, mm -hmm. your track position and win the race. I thought that that was really, um, for, for some people, yourself included, that might've doubted Ryan Blaney in the past 59 races, that little bit of work in the last 50 laps might've been more impressive than anything that happened all night long, because that is a, that is a difficult emotional thing to overcome. Um, you know, kind of like Newgarden in in the Indy, the red flags, and and he talked about the emotion of sitting there and thinking about, oh damn, what do I do? What's what could go wrong? Um, some some only very few people can think positively and correctly and get through that. A lot of people implode. Yeah. Right. And even great, amazing race car drivers implode in those moments. Um, and you've you've dealt with you know yep. some oh, yeah. short tempers and, yeah. and fuses and so forth in your own career, but I th I really think that that was a watershed moment for you uh, to lose that track position, dominate all night, and then sort of bam 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 do what you needed to do and win. Yeah, no, I I appreciate it. It's, uh, yeah, that's what I kind of reminded myself. Right, you just got to kind of keep your head in the game, and and uh, that's something I've been yeah I've been known to kind of I, I don't ever really blow a fuse. But when I do, it, it's a big fuse. <laughs> yeah, but it's quick and yeah. it's very, very quick. But those things do take your mind off the task at hand. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, last night we just we just stayed focused on. I didn't even care about where we came out really. I just you know we just kind of kept kept our head down and, yeah. and focused on the task, and and had faith that we could do it. Yep. And uh, you know, fortunately, it, it did happen. Well, man. Um, we are happy for you. That World 600 is a big damn race. Thanks. Yeah, that is super a, cool. That is a big one to win, and, you know, the ring is appropriate. Um, <laughs> I appreciate it. It is. And I appreciate you again for coming out here. It is literally 30 seconds to go in an hour. I asked you for one hour, and you said, no problem. I'll see you at one. And it is 20 seconds to go Perfect. before we click on that 60-minute oh, mark. It didn't feel like an hour. No. Do you have yeah. to go somewhere? I have nowhere to go. Okay. You want well, to just, just let's just sign him up to a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You want to host a podcast? Yeah. Um, all right, man. Ryan Blaney, I appreciate you, buddy. Yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. Good to see you. Man, I'm really excited to have Ally help us bring the guest segment every week. It's one of my favorite parts of the download. We get to talk to so many different people in racing, outside of racing. But everybody that comes in here, I want them to have had a good time. I want them to want to come back. I want them to feel like an ally to Dirty Mo Media. Thank you, Ally, for your continued support of the download and the entire Dirty Mo Media team. Check out Dirty Mo Media on Twitter.
Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram. 